The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Call us at 913-576-7610 or tweet us at 610 Sports KC using hashtag AP610. Here's Mike Wicket and Editor-in-Chief at ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. It's a final from Seattle. The Chiefs lose to the Seahawks 38-31 on Sunday night football. 576-7610, you can jump in. Uh, stop me if you've heard this one before. We've got Ken Swanson from ArrowheadPride.com in studio as well. Uh, offense puts up 30. Defense cannot come up with a stop when it matters most. Pete Sweeney. Such a disappointing way to end your Sunday, given the fact that this game and this situation could not be set up better for the Kansas City Chiefs. All you got to do is go in and beat a Seahawks team that has six losses on the season and you're set up perfectly. You have a week off, uh, an extra week off. You don't have to play your starters next week. The guys who are kind of injured already, like a Tyreek Hill for an example, a Sammy Watkins, you don't have to worry about them playing the next two weeks. Another 14 days for them. The rest of their injuries, you're good to go in the playoffs. Your home field, you don't have to worry about playing anywhere else until you make it to Atlanta. And you go out on national television once again, and you lose another big football game against a good team. It seems like the, I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs are, are they're building something here. It's going to be special. Patrick Mahomes is obviously special, but they've had shown a tendency here now during this season to lose the big game, especially in prime time. And you could say, okay, it'll be different this next time. It'll be different the next time. But when is that next time going to come? And that's the frustration. We've talked about that. Oh, they're, you know, they're close. They're, they, they're not winning those games. Kent, 38-31, uh, before we go to the phones, your opening thoughts on the uh, Chiefs' loss at Seattle. I, it feels like the Chiefs, again, have beat themselves. This two straight weeks, you know, they, they turn the ball over. Um, they, they made a couple critical errors on the game, a couple poor play calling game, uh, play calling moments in this game. Patrick Mahomes didn't throw a football for nine minute stretch of game time. Um, some, some errors here that, that ultimately cost them. They got to get things tightened up or, uh, or we're going to experience the same thing that Kansas city has seen, uh, in the playoffs, the last 30 years of, uh, of chiefs fandom. Five seven six seven six ten six nine three zero six is the text line right to the phones. We want to hear from you, our guy. Reggie in Anaheim leads us off. What's up, Reggie? Uh, not this defense, man. No. Uh, I want to make 
Yeah, I want to make one thing perfectly clear, man. I don't want to hear on any of the shows this week. I don't want to hear nothing about, you know, it's Bob Sutton, it's the players. I don't care what it is, man. If it's a combination of the two, the defense sucks, dude. Flat out, point blank, period. Wait till Eric Berry gets back. Wait for this. It doesn't matter, man. Bob Sutton sucks. The defense sucks. And the defense is going to keep us from going as far as we can go. You let a Seahawks team put 38 points on you, man, we're probably giving up an average of 30 points a game if you total all the points, you know what I'm saying, during the year, bro. Like, th- that's not championship football, man. You can't win no championship with a defense like this, man. Point blank period, bro. And I'm telling y'all now as a fan, back home, man, get ready for this team to choke again in the first round or whenever we play again, because whoever come into Kansas City can put up 30 on this defense and it don't even matter. Shout out to the offense, man. Shout out to Pat. Shout out to uh, to, to y'all guys, man. I'm pissed, bro. This defense is, is hot doo-doo juice, man. I'm out. Hey, Reggie, thanks for the phone call, man. We appreciate it. Reggie. Mike. Let's go to Mike in Omaha. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I just want to say, like, because I'm just venting right now, like, if we have another crappy draft and we don't get any good defensive players again in uh, free agency, I'm done. Are you really <laughs> done? Like you're not going to be a fan or are you just pissed off tonight? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just real pissed off right now. Like, cause I mean, it seems like a few years ago we had a clunky offense and a great defense. And now we have a great defense and not a very good or an, like a great offense and a horrible defense. It's like, we just can't ever get both sides of the ball together. And I'm just, I'm not done, done, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. just like, uh, if, if, I mean, the game is the, the the body's not even cold yet. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's just it 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 just happened, Mike, and and we got a hundred guys online that are gonna want to say the same thing tonight. And the only thing I can say to you is, I hope it doesn't ruin your Christmas. But thank you for the phone call, man. Five seven six seven six ten. I think from the beginning of this game, even prior to it starting, there was something interesting going on with the Chiefs' defense because you see, I understand Kendall Fuller's hurt, but you would assume, okay, Orlando Scandrick um, and Steve Nelson are going to be next man up. So Tr- Tremont Smith and Charvarius Ward starting, and then Ron Parker, a healthy scratch. Those are abnormal things. You wonder if there was something more going on even at the beginning of this and then obviously carried over into the night. Those guys weren't good enough. A lot of the players in the middle of this defense weren't good enough, and you can't let the Seahawks, as one of the callers said, score 38 points. Season high, 467 yards for the Seahawks tonight. And the end of the game was just throwing the ball up. I mean, that's Russell Wilson threw some balls up and said, Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, go beat a couple rookie corners, and they did. Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett are above average NFL receivers, and above average, and I'm not very trying, good. I'm I'm not trying to make pair. excuses for the defense because of the defense, there's no more excuses for the defense and Bob Sutton and so on and so forth. But it is a tough number to call a Trey Smith and a Travarius Ward in their first game and say, "Hey, deal with Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett. These are good players." I and mean, with Russell is, throwing in the ball, exactly. This is not an easy matchup. And you make it. You, it makes you wonder if this was a message being sent. You know, you see Ron Parker not playing. You see Orlando Scandrick barely playing. They're trying to hold, maybe trying to hold some guys accountable here. And trying to say, you know what, if you won't do what we ask you to do, or if, if you won't pay attention during the week, we'll let these young guys get some reps and take their lumps. You know, I wonder. It's a good point because there's about 10 people on the text line, and you can always text us, 69306 is the text line. There's about 10 people in a row. Somebody needs to be held accountable. 
Well, what does that even mean? That means guys shouldn't play, guys shouldn't get snaps, guys shouldn't dress, they can't get the job done. Guys were held accountable tonight, and you know what happened? The defense still got torched. But what, do you, what are you going to do? I mean, yep. you want to say hold guys accountable? What are you going to do? Put Chris Jones and D Ford in one room and say, okay, you guys can just enjoy yourself, take a nap, and then the entire <laughs> other, you know, nine players, whatever you have on the defense, that's who you got to hold accountable. They're, it's not like you can bench guys and then there's going to be better players to put in. They're just as nobody else. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. Uh, thanks for the phone call, man. We'll get to more. Five seven six seven six ten. Let's hear from you. Chiefs lose. Paul and Belton, you're next up. What's up, Paul? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, yeah, you just, uh, yeah, it was a good game, man. Um, I'm, I'm with everyone else on the defense. I've been that way all season. Uh, getting into arguments with my friends about the defense, but hey, check it out. First drive of, uh, of the game. Third and two, Mahomes should have ran the ball as opposed to throwing it 30 to 40 yards like he did. And who, know, who knows what would happen on that drive. And then Mahomes misses on Kelsey wide open for the touchdown. He's done that quite a few times this year where he's overthrown the wide receiver for a wide open touchdown. And I'm not blaming this all on Mahomes. I'm just saying he had opportunities that he left on the field in the game. Obviously, the defense left way more out there. But, I mean, the, the only really bad series that I saw from Andy Reid on play calling was the third drive – or, sorry – was the with three minutes left in the second half where he ran the ball three straight times with three minutes left on the clock. Other than that, I think Andy called a pretty good game, but it just wasn't enough, man. And the defense, you just can't overcome it. Granted, if Mahomes makes those plays in the first half, I think it's a little bit different of a ball game, but at the end of the day, we did lose. So, um, hey, it's a tough loss, man, but we got the Raiders next week. Let's keep high spirits, man. We win next week. I'm pretty sure we still get a first round. We still get the number one seed if we win next week. So. Yeah. Yeah, keep you, them. you are keep, correct. Keep, keep the spirits high, man. We, we got this, man, and it's all good. I know we're going to have to overcome the defense in the playoffs, but we will do it. Mahomes magic, baby. The way he throws the ball, the different arm angles. I mean, if we don't win it this year, and, and this is what I'm going to say to you guys, we should have made a trade before the trade deadline for defense. We had that second, second-round pick just to throw out there and get Collins or Jenkins from the Giants or whoever, Fowler or whoever it was, and we didn't do it. And that's just going to come back to bite us in the booty. So thanks, guys. Thank you, Paul, for the phone call and using the word booty on the air. Yeah, I don't think Dante Fowler is the reason or would would really help this team. Dante Fowler is not playing in the secondary. Dante Fowler is not playing at the second level of this defense at the linebacker position. So, you know, just making a move to make a move probably isn't something that really makes a lot of sense. Um, I do want to go back to his first initial point, talking about Pat making some mistakes early. This is probably the most hostile situation that Patrick Mahomes has been in his entire career or at minimum uh, probably the Patriots game is a very hostile crowd. I don't think the Rams crowd was particularly hostile. It was just a lot of energy. Denver, maybe Denver, you know, but even then they've, they've played. uh, Not the LA chargers in week one. That wasn't exactly (laughs) a hostile crowd. But even then the Broncos game was, (laughs) the Broncos game was uh, before the Patriots game. So it's been a while since he's had to try to, you know, manage the energy and manage the juice in this kind of setting. And he was, he was, you know, he, he had to settle in before he kind of, you know, you know, finally kind of started playing well. Still, the, the Chiefs, uh, the road to the, to the Super Bowl still goes through Arrowhead right now. The Chiefs still control their own destiny. I wonder. So if the next was... hostile situation, next hostile crowd he'll be facing or energized crowd will be the Super Bowl, and I guarantee you he'll be trying to manage his juice for that game. But it, I'm just – they're still well-positioned, and they just got to go take care of business against the Raiders. I mean, I, I appreciate the optimism right now, but if you think the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, I think we're watching different teams right now. This team is not going to the Super Bowl with that defense playing like that. 
I don't care how good Mahomes is playing. You put up 31 points tonight. Did you at all th- during this season think the Chiefs were going to go to the Super Bowl? I, I did. What, at, like, at what point? I just want to know. What point did... And I'm not saying you're wrong. I just want to know. When was that? Was there a point this year you thought the Chiefs were going to go to the Super Bowl? I know how we feel about this road. I, for me, and I said it before, and I know, Kent, you disagree with me. I think a lot changed when they had to release Kareem Hunt, that they just have not been the same team after that. Along with that, this defense has played like this for most of the year. Would you agree with that? This has been the defense that we've seen since week one, right? The defense has been garbage the whole year, but the Chiefs were invincible with Kareem Hunt and Sammy Watkins in the lineup. When those two guys are in the lineup, the offense makes up for a few mistakes, makes up its lipstick on a pig, but still, they were invincible with Mahomes when he had Kareem and when he had Sammy Watkins. He doesn't have either of those weapons. He's got Kelvin Benjamin and two guys named Williams and only one finished the game tonight. As This defense has been garbage from the start. The problem is the offense has not been able to be as invincible as it was against Pittsburgh or against the New England Patriots or against San, uh, the, the Chargers. Get upset with injuries biting this team on offense and this offense not being the same. I'll bite. And listen, it could be Sammy Watkins. Watkins hasn't been uh, a contributor on this team now for five or six weeks, whatever it's been. Mm-hmm. It's, it's dating back to, the believe, the game before the Rams game. Plays five snaps in the Rams game, has a setback, and then you haven't seen him. Uh, you know, that being said, if you, you, know, you want to, again, I, I understand it, and it's deservedly so. Bob Sutton deserves a lot of this blame. Sure. But at the same time, it's like, okay... You signed Sammy Watkins to this deal. I know I talked a lot about the contract, but he had a history of injuries. That is, this is not, this is not uh, a new thing with, to do with Sammy. I understand he's a great player when he's healthy, and he, and, he, and he impacts the game when he's healthy, but he's been injured before. And even when he's had full seasons, his production isn't that great. But there was a lot of teams in that market too, though. It wasn't like Sammy Watkins was, the, the, the Chiefs were the only team offering Sammy Watkins. And you can do the same thing with Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson happened to stay healthy, but he got a huge deal from the Bears too. I understand what you're saying, but you can tell the difference between when Sammy Watkins is on the field and when he's not. There's and, just a lot that I think goes to the personnel staff though i mean your two big signings were sammy watkins and anthony hitchens and not for nothing anthony hitchens hasn't been fantastic sammy watkins uh can't get on the field i look at a lot of the players that are on this team that are good on defense they came from john dorsey they didn't come from this regime like i don't know if the chiefs it wasn't a real good off season to improve a craptastic defense and then add watkins into it not a great signing veach didn't have a very good off season and i i don't want to you know, I, I look at it, and it's the all-defensive draft, and I understand that players are not necessarily all going to be ready their first year. It's really hard to nail a player. I mean, even you're seeing with Chris Jones. Chris Jones is coming into his own. It's his third year. Uh, so it's hard to nail players that are going to be contributors the first year. But the whole message of the offseason was improve the defense. We're going to get tougher. It almost looks softer than last year. What did you, know, what did you do to improve mm-hmm. the defense? And then I look at the offense, and it's mostly Dorsey guys. Uh, I know people will say, oh, you know, Veach had the Mahomes pick. To me, if you're the general manager, that's your pick. I mean, it, I know that Veach was interested in him, but someone had to orchestrate the trade. John Dorsey took care of that part. To me, that's a John Dorsey pick, too. So what has Brett Veach and this regime had done, done for this team? Nothing. My biggest critique of, of Brett Veach's tenure so far is hands down Anthony Hitchens. I will defend the Sammy Watkins pick uh, or signing. But I will, the other thing for Brett Veach, I will defend him on this, too. His depth has been tested. 
consistently throughout this year, and he's stepped up and identified value along the interior of the offensive line. Um, I think he's done like Damian Williams is one of his guys that has stepped up in a situation where they've been really tested at the running back position. I think he's done a lot of good things. I think the Anthony Hitchens but move is even abysmal. Even going back to the Damian Williams thing, you signed five or six running backs, and you're telling me you didn't really know what was going on with Kareem Hunt. Like, what was the deal there? If I sign five or six running backs off the street, I'm likely to hit with one of them, Kent. He didn't, but he, he only kept three. I get it because he got a chance to see them, but I'm saying like you're commending him for the Damian Williams pick. He had 700 running backs in camp. One. Who was the other one that they had in camp that Kerwin, they signed? Kerwin. There, there were that, three Williams. Okay. Shark Kendrick West. Spencer Ware. It was like, it was an abnormal number no, of running backs. That's a normal amount of running backs for a training camp. And they didn't lose any money or investment. We were in asking any of why they guys. had so many running backs on the team during training camp. We but were. I think they, but I, I think they did a good job of identifying guys. They actually invested enough money in Damian Williams to keep him around. He was going to make this football team, and he's been a solid pickup. I think he's done good things. It's just the big moves. The, he's the, solid. He's not special. Kareem Hunt not, was special. Yeah, Kareem Hunt was special. When you take a special player away and an above-average wide receiver off this offense, and you replace him with Kelvin Benjamin and Damian Williams. I'm sorry, those are nice players. I know you're a big uh, Damian Williams guy. Had another nice day tonight. But this offense isn't invincible. This offense isn't intimidating. This offense isn't unbeatable like it was before with Watkins and with Hunt. The I, de- anybody who's complaining about Fire Sutton, fine. Call in 576-7610. The text line is full of them. They but this ain't new. Right. This is not new. What's new is your offense looks mortal. I will say, I, I do think that Brett wanted to go and get uh, Earl Thomas, and that just didn't work out. It was like mm-hmm. a freak thing. But at that point, you got to find another solution, and the Chiefs just stood pat. And guess what? This defense ain't good enough to win a Super Bowl. It nope. isn't. I hate nope. to be the one that just said, like, I understand you got big dreams. I understand you have a quarterback of the future. Patrick Mahomes may go down in history if he stays healthy as one of the best quarterbacks of all time, if not in the conversation for best quarterback of all time. But if you're not going to surround him with the defense, that's not going to matter. You're not going to beat these good teams. The Chiefs have lost now to every team that you could say, okay, they could potentially win a Super Bowl on, on a, a primetime game. Like, at a certain point, you got to look yourself in the mirror, and, and you are what you are. Want to go right back to the phones? Want to remind you, you're listening to KCSP Kansas City, KRBZ HD1 Kansas City. 576-7798. Back to Lone Jack and Neil. What's up, Neil? Hey, guys. I'm looking at this right now, and it looks like the Seattle Seahawks are averaging 25.9 points per game, 195 passing yards, 154.9 rushing yards. Okay, yeah, they're first in the league in rushing. What do we give up? 250 yards rushing tonight? I mean... First of all, I I really liked your halftime show. Um, I was going to call in, but I just was busy. So, but like, so many good points were made in that halftime show. I think, and I I really, I mean, as bad as the defense is, I think we can definitely put still part of the blame for this loss on Andy in the first half, not going just you know pedal to the metal the entire time in this game. That's how we were winning earlier in the season. We've lost two straight games now. And honestly, I'm a little bit concerned about the freaking Raiders coming up. I mean, yeah, we're going to be at home and we own Derek Carr, but they've been playing better lately. And that makes me a little bit nervous. Look, you don't, if you're not nervous about your rival coming in to ruin your season, you're not a football fan. I, Neil, as bad as they are, and Nate Peterman might play in that freaking game, <laughs> as bad a situation as that is, it's still the Raiders. They still hate you. They've got nothing to play for except to beat you. You're their Super Bowl. 
I don't think it's out of line at all for somebody like Neil to say, I'm worried about the Raiders. The Chiefs only beat the Raiders by seven points. Yes! I'm not saying I think the Chiefs are going to lose to the Raiders next Sunday. But if you're going in there and you're riding high and think that this defense can't lose to any team, you're not paying attention. Yeah, you're and right I, about I, that. And I, I don't, Carr can throw all I over you. I don't think you. they lose the game. But at the same time, just be smart enough to realize there's a, obviously a huge weakness and problem here with this team. I, if, you're, if you're a betting man, you think the Chiefs are going to win by 14, but to think it's impossible, uh, you know. Neil, thank you for the phone call. Tanner is up in Des Moines. You're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, guys. Happy holidays. You too, man. Thank you. Um, so I've been seeing fans post all year that this season felt different. And, you know, to be honest, I think we all kind of felt that way. And that being primarily because of Mahomes. And we saw week after week how no matter how bad the defense was playing, he was just going to will us to a win. Um, but, you know, no matter... Uh, you know, we're looking at December and January games now, and uh, over the past few years, we've seen exactly what this team has done late in the season, which is, you know, put together a great regular season, but kind of fizzle out and exit the playoffs early. So it's kind of like, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and again, and expecting results to change. And so, you know, sure, it's it's been a fun season, and there's a great young core, and there's a lot to be hopeful about, especially with Mahomes. But if the results of this season are going to be the exact same as they have been the last few, it's it, it's kind of like, what was this? Was this season really different than the last few? And my other question would to you guys would be, what do we, what do we need to change to actually finally break through? Because we arguably made one of the biggest changes we could do by trading Alex Smith and moving on to Mahomes. But well, look, I, I think the season was different. I, I think it at the end of the, and we don't know how this actually plays out. Who knows what happens? And I, and I, I it's, I, I know we're seeing texts come in and social media posts are, who do we look at in the draft? And what about free agency? You still got a game against your rival, a bye week likely not totally there, but you still have the postseason. And who knows? Maybe Orlando Scandrick finds the fountain of youth. But this season was different because you watched Alex Smith for five years and it was the same year. You knew what you were going to get. Safe plays, not a lot of explosion, and no shot at the MVP. This season is different. You have the face of the National Football League. This was the birth of the uh, Patrick Mahomes era. So in that notion, it was different. Now if they lose 55-54 the playoffs, Kent, it's the same damn year. I, I'm going to try to talk some people off the ledge here real quick because there is a lot of no. problems. There, no, just just work with me for a second. There's a lot of problems on this football team, and most of them fall on the defensive side of the football. But LaRon DuVernay is coming back. Sammy Watkins is coming back for the playoffs. Uh, Tyreek Hill is going to have a chance to get healthy before the playoffs. You have those three guys firing all cylinders on the offensive side of the football. Also, by the way, guess what? There is no team in the AFC right now that doesn't have issues right now like every team has big issues absolutely the patriots have lost two of their last three games yeah the same way the chiefs have lost two of their last three Gronk looks old and gordon's gone houston is houston houston ain't it i'm just i'm here to tell you if you play houston it's a race to 60 i i think it's a race i I know you're trying to talk people down but none of the things that you said are certainties though we don't even know the status of ldt Sammy Watkins, the reason that he's out right now is because he had a setback. I'm not trying to be Mr. Negative. And, and with Tyreek Hill, you talk about Tyreek Hill, 
He is playing hurt right now. Yeah. He could have used these two weeks off. They have to win this game tonight. And listen, I, I don't think the season is over by any means. But you cannot paint rainbows and sunshine. I'm not after trying. This to, I'm not trying to rate. I'm just. All I'm saying is this flawed football team because they are very flawed. Still has enough in the building. They're the same team that is still one game up in the in the one seed. That's true. They are still the same team. Of course, they went out and ran ran away from everybody when they were full when they were their full selves. And they still have a chance but, to get close to their full selves. Not Kareem Hunt, I understand. But they can still regain a lot of that explosiveness here before the season ends and struggle through a playoff where there's a lot of flawed football teams in the AFC. My only point is it's that nine live thing. You know what I mean? The Chargers lost last night. They weren't supposed to lose. They were, fa- they were favored to win. Everything kind of fell your way today. The Texans lost. It's right there. If you are truly... A Super Bowl contender. You win this game. You win. If you're a Super Bowl or contender, then you beat the Eagles then today. Too. I mean, I just like I think all these teams are are limping into the playoffs. The the, the AFC is the thing we can I think we can agree is like the AFC is wide open and there's a 100%. lot of teams that have major, major flaws. I understand like if, if that's the case, though, I think I don't really... Who is a playoff contender then? Because the, Everybody's the Chargers, a playoff contender. That's, that's the point. Like, this thing's just open up. You're not the runaway favorite. That's, that's what the reality is. You're not the runaway favorite, but everything is still lining up for this team, even though they're flawed. That's my point. The but, flaw is the whole defense, though. That is the Chiefs' flaw. The entire <laughs> defense. How do you win a Super Bowl like that? That's my only question. Have the best offense in football. And they've <laughs> and, and, largely and been the best the, offense in football. And, and they be have lucky enough to have the ball at the end of the game. I'm just saying it, it, it's, it's not a good situation. I, I understand it, what you're saying, though. There, there are a lot of flawed teams in the AFC. Anything can happen. You just wish at this point, as a number one seed, you, you'd be able to feel um, a lot more comfortable. You just can't. I, I do agree. With, like, and I, I agree with all that. I just... Let's. It's the, the season's not over, and I oh, think no, no I think way. there's just this. No way. Th- they there's there's still a lot of upside to this team if if some of their pieces come back and they go back to being the the most the, the Golden State Warriors of the NFL because that's what they're capable of doing. Right back to the phones five seven six seven six ten. You want to jump in again five seven six seven six ten. Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson, I'm Mike Wickett. Chiefs lose thirty eight thirty one at Seattle. Our man Chester is on the line. Chester, we need to uh, to feel better tonight. And perception, but it, it, when I watch this, uh, the first half, you're talking about turnovers, slow start, uh, time of possession. Uh, if you get, if I get 30 minutes, do you have 20? Uh, so will that carry over into the second half? Well, somebody is gaining momentum. That means somebody is losing momentum. He said, "Oh, we uh, did a little running." Let's see if we challenge one-on-one the corners. Oh, it's working. Oh, you know, well, let's keep on doing it, work those percentages, see if it can keep on working. These are things that go with the experience. If I got more hunger to get into the playoffs, clinch a playoff spot, I'm going to test and see how much hunger they got to what? AFC West and a first seed. Where my hunger is greater than your hunger, then that's reality. It's not what it seems like. That is stone cold reality, and it's more than learning from it. Uh, do you have overperformance? Well, said Jones said I just did 11 in a row. 
you know, about, you know, doing what I have to do, but as a unit. Uh, level of concern goes up, but confidence levels come down. Well, that's the reality. It's not what it seems like. But if you maximize the moment when everybody else has their issues and you show up and you play all four quarters and you say, let us do this thing and win it on our own terms. Let us dominate. Let us do the things and say we're hungry to close this out on our own terms. And then we'll all feel better when we see that reality and not in the perception of what it seems like. God bless you. Keep up the good work. Our man Chester, 576-7610. Again, phone lines are open. You can text in 69306 if you're on hold. We will get to you coming up. Also, we'll hear from Andy Reid, and we'll hear from uh, the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. It is the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Editor-in-chief from ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. Also, Ken Swanson from ArrowheadPride.com. I'm Mike Wickett. We'll go right to the phones at 576-7610. Chiefs lose in Seattle, 38-31. Fall to 11-4 on the year. Can still clinch the number one seed in the AFC with the win over the Raiders at Arrowhead next week. Pete Sweeney, interesting comments from Andy Reid. We're going to have him for you in a second, but what did he say? So, I'm reading tweets. We're, of course, in Kansas City. This is coming out of Seattle. Brooke Pryor, talented writer with the Kansas City Stars, says Reid says he played young guys tonight that he wanted to get a look at. What? Well, today's week two of the preseason, right? Like, you want to play the young guys to get a look at them. I mean, today's an unimportant game. What the what? Say it again. Read, read the tweet again, please. Because we're going to hear from Andy coming up. Let me read it to you before I gauge my eyes out of my socket. <laughs> you mean gouge. Whatever. He might have to gauge the I gouge. I can't even speak. Before I measure my eyes out of my head. Reed says, <laughs> yeah, I'll measure him. Reed, I'll take a ruler. Reed says he played young guys tonight that he wanted to get a look at. It is not, Mike. It's not training camp. Okay, week two of the preseason. It's not the preseason. All right, maybe like the second week of the season. A lot of year, a lot of time left. We're in week 16, and you have an opportunity to have the next two weeks off. And this is what you're going to tell the public? That you're playing young guys to get a look at them? What? <laughs> There's two scenarios to what's happening right now. It's either Andy Reid really did treat this like a house money game where he was just literally just trying to rest some guys and get them developed and, and, and see if they have anything moving forward. Or he's trying to protect guys like Orlando Skandrick and Ron Parker, who he was sending a message to by benching him tonight. So there's two, there's two places that this could go, and I could see both of them being real. Did Orlando Skandrick and Steve Nelson go to Pike Place and get drunk last night and were late to curfew or something and just doesn't want to say because... If you're playing and looking at young guys with a chance to, to clinch the number one seed in the playoffs, what are you doing as an NFL head coach? And I'm not saying, like, I think Andy Reid is a first ballot Hall of Famer. That makes absolutely no sense. So does it pass the smell test then? So no. is he protecting somebody? Is he protecting someone? That's the, I mean, because I would love to know, and God, I can't wait to hear the comments. We're grabbing them for you I really right now. I really want to hear those. So you can hear them, because I want to know what the media asked the next question. The follow-up question to that. Uh, it should have been, what the bleep are you talking about, Andy? <laughs> was, he, uh, was he just wanting to see what the run, run game can do in that one drive when they, when they didn't let Patrick Mahomes throw it to? Was he just trying to see what the run game was up to? I almost think 
Like, thinking about it, if I was at that press conference, you'd almost be like, excuse me? It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. I'm shocked. I, I, I just, there's absolutely no, like, if that is the truth, which it can't be, there is no excuse for that. Zero. You don't want to get a look at guys on 16? Listen, I'm not saying I'm in love with Steve, Steve Nelson and Orlando Skandrick and Kendall Fuller's hurt. Maybe if you have to, have to, have to, have to have the game, Kendall Fuller actually plays. That's a good point that you made uh, during the break. You cannot, under any circumstances, when you're going for the number one seed in the postseason, say you're getting a look at young guys. You just can't. If that's the case, you can't. 576-7610. Right to the phones. Doug is in Overland Park. What's up, Doug? Hey, guys. Merry Christmas. You too, man. Thanks. Um, I don't believe that. Uh, that report through Twitter. Uh, that's the craziest thing I've ever well, it's, heard. A, it's a quote. It's a so quote. It's not really like a blog or a report or a speculation. It's a quote. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll listen. And yeah, we're going to have the whole thing coming up momentarily so we can hear the exchange as well for you, Doug. Okay, and you know, I'll look forward to it, but that's, that's pretty wild. Um, I, I'm trying to look at the positive side, but here's a couple of – I don't think this has anything – I don't think this can be blamed on Bob Sutton. Um, I guess kind of my two major points so you guys can kind of move on. We've had so many injuries, man. Uh, just like every, you know, uh, the other 15 teams in the AFC. Um, but here's, here's how, here's what I see has happened since, uh, Hunt, um, got caught. Um, I really see Mahomes staying in the pocket uh, more than he's than he when he was uh, doing a little more running in like the first ten games anyway. Um, and I think that's made a difference. Um, the other thing is, I think we're going to kick the Raiders' butts next weekend. Um, and so two games at our head. Uh, I'm an old guy. I just want to see. I just want to see the Chiefs get to one more Super Bowl. I think if they, I don't. I think they're going to the Super Bowl. I love the optimism, and I hope you're right for your your sake, there, Doug. And I, we want you on the planet for a few more Super Bowls. If you if you just want to see one, maybe we can get them to a couple. Thanks for the phone call, man. Have yourself a Merry Christmas. They can still very well get to the Super Bowl, but it's not by any. Would you see something out of the young guys that Andy played today? That is incredible. It's not because of anything this team is doing. It's, as Ken said, the AFC is just not good. So there's a chance the Chiefs can be the least of the six evils that all are flawed and in the AFC playoffs. To me, the scariest team of them will be the Baltimore Ravens if they do wind up making it. they got to win again next week. But uh, It's not that the AFC is not good. It's that there is no dominant team in the there's AFC. There's no definite winner. No. And that's why you still can get to a Super Bowl if yeah, you're the Chiefs. I'd agree but with what, that. It's hard, I think, as a fan and as a follower and so on. Who's, who's, who sees the talent on offense, and they just can't figure it out on defense. And that falls on the defensive staff and I think the personnel guys. And I think the thing, too, with Andy Reid, and I look at this game as well, you mentioned it, Kent, toward the end of the game, not kicking a field goal in that situation was another 
time management thing. Like, there's certain weaknesses that Andy Reid has, and that was a time management gaffe. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know how many teams actually would have done it, but that's the smartest play to, for me, in my opinion. Now, you are relying on the defense. I don't know how many teams would have went there and just said, I'm going to kick this field goal with Harrison Butker. At for, from, like, 49 yards It would have been a 47-yard field goal. But here's field goal, man. You have 220 on the clock. You kick the field goal. You uh, you pin them deep with the, you know on the kickoff. They, you have the two-minute warning and one timeout to stop the clock. If everything goes as planned, if you can get one stop and get off the field, you have a minute 20 with Patrick Mahomes have the ball in his hands to try to score a touchdown. I'd rather that than trying to you know, waste all that time, kick a field goal, and then try to an onside kick that has ne- next to no chance of working. Let's go to you next. What's up, you? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? You know hey, you. Um, the fact that we keep saying that we're not so bad, we're not in so bad of a situation. We're not, not 10 weeks ago, we were in the best situation ever. And we're looking at the AFC, looking around saying that, oh, we're not, we're not that bad off. We just still control our own destiny. Well, we could have controlled our own destiny last week. We could have controlled our own destiny the week before that. It's just at some point. The trust fades away, and I'm starting to lose it, man. I'm going to be honest with you. And um, that's all I got, gentlemen. Y'all have a good night. You? Thanks, man. You're echoing some things that we've said, too, in the past. It's about time they win one of these. But at the same time, the Chiefs have gotten so far out ahead of everybody that they've given themselves this buffer. And every other team keeps failing to even put any pressure on them. So, yes, they this was kind of a house money game. They can go take care of business against a terrible Oakland Raiders football team that they're going to be favored by double digits next week, and none of this matters. They still get a chance to get healthy. They still get a chance to carry some momentum, get healthy right before two home games at Arrowhead to go to the Super Bowl. It can still happen. They still have the best quarterback in football. You know who's shooting themselves in the foot right now is – the Los Angeles Chargers. They had a golden <laughs> opportunity to really overtake this, and, and they blew it. But I look at I look at next Sunday, and what should have been any given Sunday has now turned to any given Sunday. If you don't think the Raiders are going to be coming to Arrowhead Stadium yep. playing their freaking Super Bowl, I mean you 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 you're just, kidding yourself. You can't overlook this game now, and that, that like it's it. They could win this. I, these are competitive professional players i mean i understand they're, they're the joke of the national football league this season but they're, they're playing for the super bowl they could come out and shock the world like they're going to come to win the football game now and now you have to play guys that you could have been resting i don't know if they're not going to tank next week and i'll just say this they are so close to the one to the number one pick in the nfl draft which is going to be nick bosa i but can, isn't can, it said that like we're having to have this discussion about like it is Ah, yeah, the Ra- they're, they're not going to win next. This should be a celebration. This could be like, oh, that game's meaningless. Mike, you and I should be talking about what the hell are we going to talk about next week because uh, this game doesn't even matter. We got a lot now, for the pregame show. <laughs> we got a lot. And now, now anything can really happen, and that's the position you've put yourself in. If you're, I mean, I get it. You can, you still have a lot to play for. There's, there's still wide open. You could still win the Super Bowl. But this tonight was a, a, a big, big, big time miss by both the team, the organization, everything. If if the Chargers win on on Saturday night, do you think that Kendall Fuller plays? If this the week? Chargers win last night, does Kendall Fuller play? I think uh, there's a greater chance. I think yeah. he does. I think it's a much better chance, and I don't think Andy takes a look at young guys. Yeah. I really so, believe, let let's hear from Andy Reid. Let let's hear from yeah. Andy Reid. I'd love to hear. If you're on hold, we'll get to you. I promise, Josh, Kyle, Fred, Colin, everybody on hold, we'll get to you. 
Uh, let's hear from the head coach, Andy Reid, who started out, well, he was asked about Eric Berry's uh, snap count. He looks like he wasn't playing on that final Seahawks drive, but he reached his... Who, who was it? Yeah, so Eric, um, uh, with the extended drives we had, all of a sudden the snap count started getting up there a little bit as far as play count goes, and um, so pulled him out of there and, and uh, just off of that. I thought he did. Uh, he did some good things. Um, yeah, he gave us a chance there at the end um, with some plays. I mean, he's done some phenomenal things throughout this year, and um, and we'll continue here as we as we finish up uh, things that have never been done before. So, um, you know, my hat goes off to him for that. And he he's the kind of guy that comes into work every day ready to go. And um, you know, so. Again, um, like every game, there's always something to learn for, for all of us. And uh, but I thought he battled like crazy and did this and put us in a position where we, we had a chance, you know. So often, seems like Patrick's been one of the improbable throws tonight. It was Russell Wilson. What was he doing that was really frustrating? Yeah, I mean, Russell did a nice job. He put the ball up, guys. I mean, we were off by like a hair on some of these. I mean, we were right there, and we have to learn from that and, and get better. Those are young guys that are in those positions doing that. And, um, you know, there's some things that they can take out of this uh, to, you know, to make, make them better down the road. But they were in position. You just got to make the play. So that's about line and we've got to do better at that. Yeah, listen, they're a good they're a good defense and um, they've got a good defensive front and they're gonna get there. You throw quite you know as much as we did there um, uh, to catch up, you know, that um, uh, they're gonna have a couple pressures so uh, the old guys will go back, they'll analyze it and see what we can do um, to make it better. That answer any questions anybody had from uh, from Andy Reid? Let's get back to more from the head coach after the loss. Andy, what did you see from the outdoors that led you to get a shot tonight? Yeah, I just it was a listen. It's a decision on my part. Uh, just um, as a change up, give them an opportunity. They're you know they're. Uh, they've got good speed and ability, so um, I thought it'd be worth a, a shot there. So. A change up. It's week 16 with the number one seed. Like this is incre- it's incredible. That's incredible. I mean, you go back to the sound. That it that does not make any sense. It just does not make any sense. You're not going to change it up. I, I understand the dif- defense is not playing well. You don't. That's not something you do. It just it, that doesn't make any sense. It's either not true, which I would hope it isn't. Or I can't, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm almost speechless. I'm kind of leaning towards it's not true. Let's hear the rest. If the, I want to know if there was a follow-up. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. That was the follow-up? The follow-up was, are you going to stick with them? And he said, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I just... Oh, let, let's hear more. I, I got to hear if anybody else questioned this. They did some good things. You got to a point where you're down 10 and kicking the field goal. That that's the the follow up, the follow up to I'm gonna I played rookie corners in place of my veterans in a clinching game on the road against one of the best wide receiver pairs in the National Football League, 
And his answer was, I'm changing it up. And the follow-up from the Kansas City media was, are you sticking with him? Wow. And he said, we'll see. And he said, we'll see. And no one, and the follow-up to that was this question about, you know, being up to, or being down 10 and needing to kick that field goal. The kickoff rules changed. Was there any consideration or temptation to kick before the 10-minute warning? Well, we wanted to get up to the playoff before the two-minute warning. We didn't get that done, so I, was a, I didn't like the way that happened. But, no, I, we played the way – I did want to get another playoff. Not it wasn't a kick, but I wanted to get another playoff there. And then, you know, we were about a half a hop uh, off on the onside kick, you know, to give ourselves a chance. But. This, is, this is the first time you guys have lost and not rebounded with a – we have five. What's your level of concern? Yeah, so um, I want to win every game, right? I mean, that's what we want to do. Uh, but I'm also in a position where you've got to fix some problems and uh, learn from them. We're, be, we're teachers here, so we're going to go back and learn from our mistakes and get ourselves better. You're, it's that close, the margin between winning and losing. So we just got to straighten a couple things out, and then we'll be okay. It seems extreme right now, uh, but that's not the reality of it. We fix a couple things, and we'll be all right. Boys, he had zero intention of kicking that field goal. It didn't cross his mind. Yeah, I, I, we can go back to that. But so that, that line about, you know, you want to win every game, but there's a lot of things we're trying to fix here, and all like that whole stretch of the end. That, so you're telling me the Chiefs said we're going to lose anyway. Let's try some stuff. It, How is that acceptable either? It, it, that, but I, that, that's. I feel like there there might be more to that that quote there. Like they're. I don't know if it's trying to hold old guys accountable. I don't know if they're just trying to to find a solution to to some of their secondary woes. I don't know what it is. But that seemed kind of telling to me. Well, am I the only one that thought that? What, it, what was this? What was your? What's your belief? What, what road are you going down? Because you gave a couple of options. So he said, and he goes, and he and he said, I don't care about you know. I, I, you want to win every game, mm-hmm. but you know we've also we're in a position here where we need to correct some things and we need to fix some things. Is, is that some side shade where he's trying to hold Ron Parker, he's trying to hold you know Orlando Skandrick accountable by playing these young guys and taking away their spot? Are they trying to see what they have? Like it's it, it's not an excuse, and it's it's not it's not acceptable. I this to, to Pete's point, it's not it's not acceptable. But there's something there's something in that quote there, and I don't know exactly what it is. Why can't he? If that is the case, and and I I I, I will absolutely listen to your your opinion on that. Because I think there's something accurate. Why can't... Is it because of respect for old guys that he can't come out and say, look, these guys weren't getting it done. We went with the young guys. We were hoping that they could figure it out. As opposed to, we're just trying something. I, I cannot believe it. <laughs> I, it is inexcusable. And I, I, I'm shocked that... Andy Reid would make that call in a game where you could set yourself up perfectly for the postseason. With all the Chiefs are so banged up. You mentioned what's the biggest problem right now, Ken? You mentioned it's Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. They need to be back so the, the Chiefs offense can be clicking on all, all cylinders. Laurent Duvernay Tardif. I mean, they got a lot of dudes. This was your, yeah, this was your point to me early on. 
that's what you get with the win here tonight. That's what you buy. You not only buy the one week off, you buy the second week off. 14 days, a lot can change. A lot can heal in 14 days. You could be fresh. Now Tyreek has to play. Now Kendall Fuller has to play. You can't take a chance with the Oakland Raiders. And to come out and say that you were getting a look at young guys, what the hell are you talking about? Andy, what did you see from the outdoors that led you to yeah, I just, it was a, listen, it's a decision on my part, um, just um, as a change up, give them an opportunity, they're, you know, they're, uh, they've got good speed and ability, so um, I thought it'd be worth a, a shot there. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, yeah, we'll see how it goes, yeah. Is this Saturday, is it Saturday Night Live? That's it, that's all you got, that's what you got. That's, and Andy Reid, and you can speak to this, Pete. He doesn't throw a player under the bus ever, right? Never. No. He's I, I, very protective of his players, and he will go out of his way, and he will take all the lumps, and he will take all the blame. We got to come up with a be- better excuse than that. Can you, I, I don't think I, he cares. So like, I, I think that's just the point. He doesn't I, care. At what point during the week did Andy sit down with his coaching staff, and he sits up over and looks at, at the, the defensive staff, and he zeroes in on Sutton, and he says, what do you think about going with the young guys? You want, you, want to, you want to try the young guys out? You want to, they got good speed and ability? Is that how this went down? Like a pay, To be in that room would have been comical if that's what happened. Andy Reid just lied to you. I'm, I'm believing Kent I'm that stunned. something happened. I'm I think you, I absolutely think he's just... Were, they, were, he's, were Skandrick and Nelson late for the plane? Like, I don't... What, here, here's a thought. Like, maybe, maybe they have some... Maybe he's not happy with all the personnel decisions on the defensive side of football, the utilization. And maybe he's just trying to prove a point to someone on the defensive staff. Maybe he's starting to just kind of creep in there and start establishing some things and trying to hold some people accountable on that side of the ball. I don't know. Week 16, when you have a chance to lock up the number one seed and don't have have to risk week 17 and a miracle upset by the Oakland Raiders is not the time to be making a statement. I mean, you make that statement in the offseason. You fire a couple people. You get new people in. You don't risk the team's chances at a championship this year by looking at young guys in week 16. Did they want to not? I mean, they, here's the other thing. They would have had about three weeks off between games if uh, if they if they, if they just taken like, if they just rested Pat Mahomes next week, you got that week, you got the bye week, and then a game. So this would be his last time playing until the playoffs in, I think, what, January 9th is the first round of the, or the, the divisional round of the playoffs? Yeah. So, Divisional round of the playoffs. So maybe, I mean, may, I'm just, I'm, I'm spitballing here a little bit. We're, gra- we're grasping for straws for sure. I mean. Because it makes no sense. <laughs> that's the truth. That's why, Ooh. and that's why I just like, a guy saying that, it, it doesn't make sense. There's something more there. Five seven six seven six ten. you want to react to that? More from Andy Reid coming up. Also, we'll hear from Patrick Mahomes. But Fred in Topeka has been hanging on, and we appreciate it. What's up, Fred? What's going on, fellas? Uh, just catching that audio of, of uh, Andy Reid. You know, I believe him when he says they were trying people out. Um, if you, I mean, if that if that's the case, is week sixteen in a clinching game on the road the time to do that? Well, think about it. Think about it. Think, think, think about the role that he's put this team in. Okay. Uh, first of all, Brett Veach is a joke. All right. I mean, let's all call it what it is. Brett Veach is a waste of space. Uh, I feel like the I feel like the the office space joke. You know, what would you say it is you do here besides go get Andy Reid coffee? Because nobody knows what he does. His two biggest moves were Watkins, which was a waste, and Andy Hitchens, who's been worthless. All right. Uh, you knew you needed secondary help. 
You did. You brought in David Amerson, who was garbage in Oakland, so you bring him here for no reason. And you, that was about maybe the best thing you did. You let Breland walk, all right? And then at the deadline, when all the other teams that were, that were contenders in the AFC and the NFC needed to make moves, you knew you needed secondary help. You let Eli Apple go to the Saints. You let HaHa Clinton Dix go to the, the, the Redskins. And you don't do anything. And, oh, by the way, you got a quarterback who's still on his rookie deal. And, that's the, and, 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 and so here we are in week 16 where you got a, a dude who looks like little Yachty playing quarterback. <laughs> like, this, is, like, this wow. is where this team is at. And, 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 and the reality is, all right, yeah, so what? You beat the Raiders next week. This, this defense is a joke. I mean, there's nobody in the AFC that's worried about the Chiefs because the Chargers showed you the blueprint, or the Ravens showed you the blueprint, how to beat the Chiefs two weeks ago. Take the ball out of Mahomes' hands, drag out drives because you know you can. I mean, third and fifth, I mean, literally, third and long is a joke to this defense. I mean, usually that's a, like, get-out-of-jail-free card, not to the Chiefs defense. You know how, like, when your team has the ball and it's third and nine, you're like, ah, crap, I guess that's going to have to wait till the next, you know, the, the next possession? Every other offense is like, ah, third and nine, sweet, we've got this. No, exactly. I mean, and that's the reality of it, right? And so, you know, as, as my, and I live in Houston, so I'm up here for the weekend uh, uh, visiting families for the holidays, and, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, do text and stuff from time to time. And, you know, everybody talks about how unimaginative the Chiefs are, how unimaginative the Texans' offense is. Well, it's the, I mean, literally, the two teams are polar opposites of each other. They really, truly are. You've got a Chiefs offense who can score it at will, literally. And then you've got a defense that's just anemic as the day is long. I mean, they're, they're, your, your linebackers are just garbage. And, and this, you got, I mean, listen, the, 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 if, if the Chiefs, have like that yearbook where, where that dude does the voice, you know, at the end that you watch on like NFL films, like late at night when, you know, you have nothing else to do. The, 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 the throwaway is going to be Bob Sutton with snot dripping down his face. And that's going to be the microcosm <laughs> of the Chiefs year when they get bounced out in the second round. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Fred. I, Appreciate it. I think he makes a good point. And I, it's starting to seem like that is going to be, unless there's some drastic changes, I think that'll be the year, this will be the year of the Chiefs. Maybe they get past the divisional round. I don't know if there's another team playing well with the AFC title game if they can get there that they might get bounced. And then what do you how what you will remember for the this 2018 Chiefs season is how outstanding Patrick Mahomes was and matching that on the other side how horrendous this defense was. And right. I think that's what you'll think back. I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they go to the Super Bowl, but it sure seems like they won't. I almost wonder if the Chiefs kind of outpace their expectations. I think we know that to this point, right? So, For sure. So I think some of our frustrations are stemming from something that might have they might have internally considered the defense a two-year rebuild, and they're just way out ahead. So all the, the issues that they knew that they were probably going to have are just showing up. And the, But the cap space opens up, Ken's a little bit, but you've got a lot of people to pay here. Right. No, and I, I know, but I think, what, I, I think if you look at this team – you know, an injection of another draft draft class. I mean, they're going to invest a lot of early assets in the draft again this year to the defensive side of the football. And then, you know, a couple, you know, free agents trying to, you know, old guys that, you know, like are trying to, to you know, chase a ring. Like, I think this is a very attractive place for people trying to chase a ring uh, next year. I, I kind of wonder if, you know, that's, I, I think they just outkicked their coverage on defense. It'll be easy to attract players with this quarterback. Yeah. There's no question about it yep. on both sides of the football moving forward. I just think 
that there's other players like that in the league. And guess what? They don't win the championship every year. I mean, you have to go for it when, when it's time by making decisions like maybe we should get defensive help no matter what it costs at the deadline. Maybe we shouldn't be trying out young players <laughs> a week 16 with a chance to lock up the number one seed. you got to go for it. Yeah. And I, I, you don't ever want to waste a year because you never know what's going to happen next year. The defense could be a lot better, but what happens if something something goes wrong to one of your key pieces or your quarterback? I don't even want to say it, but you bite your tongue. Yeah, I mean it's it's you you never waste a window. This one, I think they're just way ahead of where they thought they'd be. Coming up, we go to Vegas, we go to Jersey, we go to St. Joe. We want to hear from you. Five seven six seven six ten. Pete Sweeney, Kent Swanson, Mike Wicket. More of your phone calls coming up. 38-31, final score, Seahawks over the Chiefs. Also, straight ahead, you will hear from the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. Fights his way into the end zone. That was a bull rush of a touchdown on NBC. Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson from ArrowheadPride.com. I'm Mike Wickett. Right to the phones. Got guys that have been hanging on for a long time. We'll get to Patrick Mahomes here in just a second. First, we go to Sin City. Kyle is in Vegas. What's up, Kyle? Great spot to hang out for Christmas. You know, I I actually avoid this trip like it's the plague. I'm, <laughs> that's just the way I am. But, uh, no, the way i got to see, I'm not really too terribly upset. I'm going to play the humble card. You know what? We're still in the one seed. I'm not saying I completely agree with playing the younger guys that Andy Reid said. But, you know, I just got to say it, it's the holidays. Let's just have, you know, let's just see it as see a bigger picture. I'm not going to completely agree with what Eddie Reed said, like I reiterated. But I think that, like you said, or I think sure, someone said on the broadcast that, hey, someone said that these guys are doing it right. Well, let's just play the younger guys. I'm going to prove your point that. These guys are way better. Well, you know what? It was proven wrong. Uh, Tredavious Ward, I think that was his name. That dude couldn't cover stink on crap. And, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, he needs some time. I think my honest opinion, I think we can get it done next week. The one thing that I will say that I had an issue with was Eric Berry. I think he could have played the full game. I, I'm not saying he would have been the deciding factor. I'm not saying we still would have won the game with him in. With him in, but you know what? He makes better people better. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. One hundred percent. Absolutely, it does. And thank you for your phone call, man. Enjoy the, Vegas. There's only a few people on the Chiefs' defense that you can trust to make a tackle. Chris Jones is one of them. D. Ford is one of them, and Eric Berry is one of them. The Chiefs chose, and they, this is what they decided to do. They didn't want to be transparent about his injury. Now he's back. He should be playing every snap. Tonight, tonight you could have locked it up. And you want to talk about playing young guys? You know what happens if you win tonight's game? You can play the young guys in a meaningless game. Play the week. youngest guys on the team. But get a trainer's kid and suit him up. Play him. <laughs> Watch him. Game doesn't matter. Now you got to win. Uh, thanks for the phone call. Per Kansas City Stars, Lynn Worthy, Chiefs cornerback Charvarius Ward, said he knew he was going to be starting all week. Interesting. Interesting. Colin in Jersey, what's up? Hi, how are you guys doing tonight? Oh, uh, fabulous. Merry Christmas. You too. Fabulous. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I think the guy in Topeka really nailed it on the phone call. 
on what he said. Um, so the Andy Reid comments, I just want to talk about that a little bit. How are you going to say you're going to play the young guys, then start your whole starting offense and make them have to go suffer through what you're you're saying the defense is going to lack? You know, I don't understand. That's a really good point. Do that and then start Mahomes. Like if you're going to make it a game where it doesn't even matter, then don't put Mahomes in. All right, you, that, that, that just doesn't make sense. That comment. I agree that he's just lying to everybody, and um, I wish he was a little more outgoing with what he says in his interviews instead of like beating around the bush. Um, th- tonight really showed why you don't release Terrence Mitchell. You got you're so the depth on this team of cornerback is insane. You got Skandrick and Kendall Fuller. If they're out, this is what you got. You got people who can get beat easy on Bob Sutton's man coverage. And it just shows completely tonight. Um, people can't tackle on third down, apparently. That's just the funny They, they can't tackle on first down or second down they either. Don't, don't, don't cut these guys short here, man. <laughs> they can't tackle on uh, first down or second down or third down or fourth. <laughs> uh, still Sorensen, I don't think he's it. Uh, I don't like the safeties. I have everything written down, so I'm just going <laughs> note in the note. Uh, the, Raider, <laughs> the Raiders game... Um, you know, I have a, I did, my dad's a Chiefs fan, and uh, he was saying, you know, like, worse, the Chargers losing last night, um, I think it was last night, right? Yeah. Not last, yeah, last night. Uh, the Chargers losing, that's huge. It makes this game even more of a kind of, you know, you feel somewhat okay, you know, Chargers lose. So now you got to go play the Raiders, which is a better place to play. You know, you better, you're playing at home, you're versing that team, that, that hot mess. But, you know, you always could lose with this defense, but. Um, you know, it's just a better stance. And I was more mellow this game than like any other game because of the fact that we did have the Raiders game, we could win. But uh, I do agree with the last caller. You did have chances to get safeties. You did have chances to pick up people um, that Burfich did not do. I mean, he did pick up, he wanted to pick up Earl Thomas. Let's not talk about that. Like he didn't try and he unfortunately broke his leg. But um, you just see how the depth on this roster, if people are injured on defense, they can get really, really shaky sure and sure can hey colin we want to get a few more guys up here that have been on hold for a while but thanks for calling and you have yourself a great christmas ben we appreciate it uh let's go to cameron in st joe what's up cameron oh not much guys uh i mean i wish i was optimistic as that guy two callers ago but uh <laughs> i mean this the game was disappointing in my mind mostly because i mean yes they have the the game next week to wrap it up but you know with the playoffs coming up I guess a playoff team like Seattle, this is the type of win that, you know, I really wanted to see them have leading into playoffs, give them a confidence. Because I know, I mean, they've had good wins during the season, but, you know, it feels like it's been ages since that Steelers win. But, uh, I mean, I really don't know how much more my heart can take just, you know, watching this team every year. I mean, whether it was the ref and the kicker penalty on, uh, you know, Lucas or Conley holding the ball like he's Shady McCoy in the fumble there. I mean, there was a chance they could get a field goal. Uh, I mean, did the coaches not teach the defensive backs to look at the ball? I, I, I don't know if Nelson game. Nelson skipped that day in practice, I think. I don't get it. And then, you know, not until Russell Wilson had already killed them with his legs did they start putting somebody to spy on him. I mean, that huge third and 13 or third and 15 on the first drive, it's just uh, it's just undisgusted right now as a Chiefs fan. That's all I have to say. Cameron, thanks, man. appreciate the phone call. AC in KC. You're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, AC? What's going on, guys? Uh, you uh, know, good evening. Yeah, I got to tell you, man, I want to – I called to originally rag on the referees, but I'm looking at ref, uh, replays, and these guys can't tackle. It's just bad coaching. 
you know, Bob Sutton got snot running down his face. I mean, it is, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I have to say this. Like, it was a good game. I mean, the Chiefs have some things to work on, but if they can't tackle, like, it's just over with. Like, no matter what kind of defense, right. whoever they have out there. I, I see my little eight-year-old daughter tackle my dog better than these guys. Man, I just don't understand. I really don't understand. That's really all I have to say. Like, you know what I'm saying? Grown men getting paid to make a stop. Can't do it. It's really funny he brings that up because I got a great tweet here to read you that just came across from Tom over at KCTV5. Opponents drives in the final four minutes against the Chiefs defense this year in their four losses. Patriots tied at 40, seven plays, 65 yards, game-winning field goal. Rams, Chiefs up by four, 51-47, six plays, 75 yards, winning touchdown. Chargers, Kansas City up seven, eight plays, 60 yards, touchdown, walk off two. Seahawks, uh, Chiefs down 31-28, eight plays, 75 yards, game is iced. I mean, it's, it's beating a dead horse, but those are the good teams they've lost to in the last four minutes. And it's all long drives, long yardage drives, and the defense can't get off, cannot get off the field once. One time in the most crucial minute. That's nuts. The tackling is, is a, a, an obvious problem. And There's a lot of problems. <laughs> thanks to Tom Martin, you, you, by the way. You noted, too, about the defense late in the game. They're, the Chiefs' defense, it's such a passive defense. The whole message this offseason when the figureheads and the Veaches talked was, we're going to be aggressive. We're a new defense. We're going after the guys. Bob Sutton's D is the epitome of passiveness. And sometimes, like, I, you know, you look in the middle of it, and not to, to pick on individual dudes, but Reggie Ragland sticks out tonight where the running back, he's just almost just waiting for him to come, and then he kind of tackles him as he's falling to the ground. Like That, to me, the microcosm of what this Chiefs defense is. We're going to let you get some yardage, and maybe we'll hold you to a field goal. It's not, let's go after these guys. Let's get them in the backfield. There's nothing aggressive Less force fumble. Occasionally they'll they'll get a turnover, but that's when your your stars and you know there's a few of them. So sometimes they'll make up for it. Like a Chris Jones is playing his ass off this year. I think there's I think there uh, every week I continue to think this. I think there might be some organizational disconnect between personnel and the defensive side of the football too. I I look at this team and I say you know Anthony Hitchens had a better year last year in Dallas than he did in Kansas City. Um, I think Reggie Ragland had a better last year or better season last year than he did this year. I think Kendall Fuller had a better season in Washington than he did here in Kansas City. I see guys that are underperforming that have brought in, you know, that were brought into this team. And I just wonder where, where where's the issue here? Like I I I I, I, I Brett Veach deserves blame. Do not get me wrong, but I also just look at this thing as a whole and say, you know, guys are playing worse. There's players on this team that are playing worse this year than they did last year what's the problem? Who's being put in a position to succeed? And I, I don't see that. Which Veach acquisition, I know a lot of people credit him for Mahomes, which I don't find completely correct. Besides Mahomes, which Veach acquisition has really worked out? Like Dorian O'Daniel on some downs? I think Derek Nani's done some good things uh, for a, for a two-down lineman. I'm, um, I'm saying that really, truly make a impact. difference for this football team. Impact. Who's made an impact? I mean, 
Sammy, I, know, I know you want to say Sammy, Sammy but he don't, you can't say a guy can't play. I mean, for five games, you know? Yeah. He was injury prone. He was. I, I th- I'm, just, I think, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for the guy that he brought to this team that has really made a, a true difference. You can't. I think Andrew. I think finding guys Cam like Irving. Andrew Wiley and Austin Ryder has been huge for this team to help them continue to sustain. You know what they've done on offense because those guys stepped in at big moments and made things passable. You're, and you're that's starting, not your starting O line is all Dorsey guys, though. Well, the guys that came in to replace the injured Dorsey guys. Cameron Irving has been Cameron Cameron, Dur- Cameron Irving's been in there. I mean, if we're gonna just, we're gonna play just, the injury card, you know, we can play it both ways. I just don't think because off- offensive linemen get injured on every team every year, and I'm not, I know I know you're saying I, I understand you, you want to, but, but getting offensive line depth tested is something that happens all the time, and some teams fail miserably. I don't think the Chiefs have failed miserably. Also, I'm with you. I'll give I, you. I'll I'll give look, you I look to the Broncos. Kendall, I give Kendall Fuller some credit here. I mean, Kendall Fuller, he's still good. I don't think. I mean, that's a that's a Veach move if we're if we're going by that standard. Kendall He's not Fuller been as brought, good as Kendall Fuller. Yeah, Kendall Fuller was brought here to replace Marcus Peters, and I'm not talking the Marcus Peters that stinks on LA here. We the only thing we knew at that time was that Marcus Marcus Peters was an elite Pro Bowl player. Kendall Fuller has not been an elite Pro Bowl player. I think Marcus Peters was stunk this year in Kansas City the same way. I think his. I think. I think it. I think we would have seen the same guy. I'm interested in seeing what he does with the pick that that he has now. You know, you got you got a ton of draft picks. You finally have a first rounder. I mean, and Chris Jones, D. Ford, those are Dorsey, Dorsey picks. Guys. Let's hear from uh, Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs after tonight's loss in Seattle. Uh, no, uh, I, I wasn't uh, ramped. I mean, I, I was. I knew it was going to be a, a great atmosphere to play in. I knew the, uh, the fans were going to be loud. Uh, the, the ball to Trav. Uh, I was actually thinking about throwing it to Tyreek, and he got bumped off his bump off, bumped off his route, and they played a good coverage on him. So Trav came open, and I have to find a way to get the ball to him uh, since he was the guy open in that situation. So I have to make sure that, and if I get those opportunities, I capitalize on them. Does the loss today and, and last week feel different than those earlier losses you guys had to the Patriots and, and to the Rams? Uh, it's only different in a sense is we, we, if we would have won either of these games, we would have got the AFC West already. And it's just it's frustrating knowing that we've had it so close both times. Uh, luckily, we're still in position that we're going to have the opportunity to go out there and, and win it next week. But uh, it is frustrating losing these games with the opportunity to win the AFC West and uh, try to get the number one seed uh, so close. With this being your first year as a, as a starter, what were some of the guys I think the, the message in the locker room is everybody's got to step up. Everybody, special teams, offense, defense, has to step up if we want to win. Uh, you can't be satisfied with what's what's gotten us here. I mean, this is when it when it counts. And so that's the message that everybody's got to do something. Can't take any anything for granted. I mean, we're not satisfied with just being here. We want to make sure that we find a way to win these games as this uh, end of the season and the playoffs go. actually good coverage and had everybody covered the offensive line blocked well but uh they had a, had a good coverage versus the play that we had called and i scrambled to the left and and uh Tarkandrick came back with me and i found a, i found a way to throw him the ball and he made a great play and uh and and scored the offensive line was getting beat a little bit with some of their pass were actually getting good pressure on you what were you seeing from your perspective that seattle was doing so well there 
and they have good they have good pass rushers. Uh, they they they've got guys they developed and they've they've drafted that uh, can get after the quarterback. And we knew that coming in. I thought the offensive line played played well. I thought they gave me time whenever I needed it. And uh, I felt like uh, we just have to find ways to get the ball out of my hand on time, and then find ways to move the ball in, in some situations where we didn't. Have you learned much about Damian Williams since he's become? Yeah, I mean, I knew he had this in him ever since training camp. I mean, you can see the talent. You can see the the ability to catch the ball at the backfield, but at the same time run in between the tackles. And so he stepped up uh, these last few weeks, and uh, we'll be, hopefully be able to get Spence back too, add, add into that, that room. But, uh, I mean, we, we've everybody who's gotten their opportunity has stepped up uh, and, and made some plays. credit to the defense. I mean, they had a good game plan. Uh, this is a good defense, and it has been for a, a long time, and they they, they stopped us uh, on some of those drives. I mean, you don't want that to happen. You want to be able to, to sustain drives, but uh, we have to find a way to have success uh, as much as possible and, and kind of cancel out those three and outs. There's Patrick Mahomes uh, after the loss today, 38-31. Hey, Pat, 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 I have a question. What do you think about your head coach playing the young defensive players? So even though you scored 31 points, you lost the football game. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Was that your Mahomes? <laughs> I just had to get, the, I had to get yeah. a well, I, I had to get a well, I mean, in there because that's what he says after yeah, every yeah, question. I mean, yeah, We've been I mean, getting questions about that since preseason. It's a good question to ask too, and I and it's a shame no one did because the, a caller brought it up, and and I think it was a great point. If Ward knew that he was starting all week, like you reported out of the star, Kent, and, the, and, and Mahomes and company, if the offensive guys are sitting in that locker room or in their meetings and they're going over the plan, in the back of their mind, they got a bunch of green rookies going. What kind of What is the message you're sending to your quarterback who has to go win the biggest game of his entire life? Hey, Pat. Pat, 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 I got a question. I got a question. What do you think of Charverius Ward starting and your best friend, De Garrick Dieter, getting no action? I mean, if we're playing young guys, shouldn't your best friend go young? Get a little action? You're on hold. We'll get to you, Luke and Henry and Leland and Greg and everybody on hold. 576 7610. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big time players, big time players. 610 Sports Radio. Hey, where did you see him from the outdoors that led you to? Yeah, I just, it was a, listen, it's a decision on my part. Uh, just um, as a change up, give them an opportunity. They're, you know, they're, uh, they've got good speed and ability. So um, I thought it'd be worth a shot there. So. It was an idea of a switch up by Andy Reid. That's what his explanation was why the youngsters went in the secondary in the biggest game of the year. We'll change it. We'll change it up. They got speed and, quote, ability. They hung Ab the change up. Ability? They got knocked out of the park. I've lost all my energy. <laughs> getting angry about this. It's about to be Christmas Day. It's Christmas Eve. It is Christmas Eve. Oh, it Merry is Christmas, Christmas. My friend. Hey. I wish we weren't so far away from each other. We could do a three-way hug. That's all right. all right. We can bro hug later. Right yeah. to the phones. Lots of love and joy on the phones. I love Christmas. I do, too. Are you going back to New York for Christmas, or will you be here no, for Christmas? No, man, staying. You're staying here? Staying, but I'm doing some uh, 610 sports, a little tease for you. Ooh. Sean Barber and I are doing 6 to 9 on Christmas. So that would be a fun show. And then two days later... You and Barber are working Christmas morning? Christmas 
night. Oh, Christmas evening. night. Okay. And you can bet your ass I'm going to say uh, the line, the Christmas line at the end of the night. I'm not going to say it now to ruin it. And then... <laughs> Teaser. And then Barbara and I are also doing Show and Vern this Thursday. Okay. So, obviously... Both of us Who's gonna play are the much role? more talented than Ron the Show Hughley. <laughs> I mean, oh, Vern, Vern will be hard to replicate. We know that. We know that going in. By the way, is, who's going to play the role of Ron blaming this on the lack of Marcus Peters? Because that has to come up every week in, Ron, in my guy's show. <laughs> every week. It's you better be careful. He'll, I'm sure he'll call in if, if, if he's listening. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Right back to the phones. Uh, Chiefs lose 38-31. Got Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson, Mike Wickett. A uh, little less than an hour till we are out of here. So please jump on in. We want to hear from you. Coming up, you'll also, by the way, hear uh, from Charvarius Ward, Chris Jones, Sharkandrick West. We'll get to everybody. Try to squeeze everyone in on the phone lines as well, like Greg, who's dialed us up from Pennsylvania. What's up, Greg? Hey, what's up, boys? Yeah. Uh, you guys are dogging Brett, but you got to be a fool if you think Andy doesn't have a put, uh, say in his personnel. All you got to do is back, look at his Philly days. His, at the tail end of his Philly days, he was always – always in the personnel, refused to fire his defensive coordinator. It's playing out in Kansas City. But the bottom line is, I'm at the point, just go for it on fourth down now. Just, I mean, just go for it every time. <laughs> I mean, just go for it. Yeah. And uh, and the other point I'd like to make, and then I'll listen off the air, is what, I mean, Eric Fisher has regressed so bad the last five weeks. He is getting beat so bad. It's I believe Pro Bowler you refer Fisher. to him as Pro Bowler <laughs> Eric Fisher, please? <laughs> he got crushed. I mean, there's just... Uh, one and done. Just save your money, Chief fans. See you. <laughs> save your money. <laughs> uh, a lot of great points from him. Merry Eric, Christmas. Er, first of all, I'll work backwards. Eric Fisher uh, got crushed tonight. He was awful. He got crushed. Um, Terrible. When it comes to the going forward on fourth down, it honestly is not that <laughs> insane. It's I mean, not that crazy, which is sad. We can start rookie corners in week 16. We can hey! just keep the – I mean, the, not letting the defense on the field hasn't really worked, so, I mean – And then when it comes to, to Brett Veach, I think he's 100% right with that, too. Ron, we just talked about Ron. He'll call Brett, and he nicknamed Brett Andy Veach because it's just like an extension. I think any major decision – that this team makes, Andy Reid is signing off on it. I mean, I know enough about the company. I worked there, for God's sakes, for three years. I know that Andy Reid needs to sign off on everything that happens. You think he's not, if they're going to make a big trade, Reid's not approving that? Come on. you got to be smarter than that. So, yes, I think it's, I think it's the duo. It's the dynamic duo. That was, that was supposed to be Raglan and, and Hitchens. The dynamic duo not. of Reid and Veach <laughs> that are responsible for this personnel. Uh, let's go to Luke in North Kansas City. What's up, Luke? You're on 610 Sports Radio. So first of all, guys, thanks so much for having me. Um, before I get into my uh, hot take, so to speak. <laughs> least, this is the platform for it, buddy. Hot take Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Okay, first of all, I texted in about this. I honestly want Wicket to replace Ron because I've, I've, seen, <laughs> I've, I've seen several of his takes, and I'm not trying to be a homer, but the dude has, has paid his dues, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Anyway, that wow. being said, I, I actually have a day job on the radio down the hall. You annoy enough yeah, people on the I, know, I piss off people on my station. I could come over here every day, too. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, you do that. But I mean, it's it's, it's money versus fame, bro. So it's, you know, it's... <laughs> I'll pass that along to the new boss, Steven Spector. OK, yeah, um, I, I wouldn't value his opinion 
But um, so. <laughs> this guy's killing it. Hot takes, Luke. You could replace show with all these hot takes. Well, I, I tell show you what, Luke. man. I if if you guys are straight up, I will give you tons of uh, at least a resume or a DNA sample <laughs> or something. You have to send that to the boss, and his name is Steven Spector. Give your tryout right now. Let's hear the hot takes. Okay. So the the first thing is that. Um, so I was a huge fan of Brett Favre back in the day because I lived in the middle of nowhere and he was a gunslinger from back home and I lived in Alabama and he grew up, he was in Mississippi. And anyway, so I was a huge fan of Brett Favre at six years old. I sent him a thing and he sent me back a signed thing and it, he was just a great guy. Anyway, when he was with the Packers, he used to screw up constantly and Andy Reid was the quarterback's coach and every time he screwed up, Andy Reid would take the flack for it. So that being said, it, it made it like 10 times worse for Brett because he was like, oh, gosh, this guy's taking the heat for what I screwed up. And so I think that's the same thing with Andy, you know, last year with, with the playoff game where he was like, oh, well, I called all the bad plays. And then this year with him being like, oh, well, you know, it's my bad for playing, you know, the twos. And he didn't play the twos. I mean, you know, let's get real. But my main thing about this whole thing is that I've been on Twitter the whole time, and I've been watching uh, Ron the Show Hughley just absolutely destroy the Chiefs, and I think that possibly my skills as an analyst might be better than his because his are absolutely poor. <laughs> well, well, there you go. Vern and Luke. Middays, I'm man. here for it. Luke and Vern. I'm, I'm here for Luke and Vern. Chris. Hey. Chris, hey, Luke. What'd you think of Luke's call, man? Could he? Is there a spot for him on the six ten roster? That wasn't a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> that was just him talking on the air. Uh, hey, hey, you you quit talking, my guy, Luke, man. No, you gotta you gotta come with the heat. You you he come just, with dogging, he was just my talking. guy, Luke. Luke. You gotta have some heat, Luke and Wicked in the morning. What will Fesco do? I don't know. He's got to have a job too, right? These, the, all of these decisions are way above my. Pay. <laughs> I'm glad we're doing this on the air. <laughs> hey, Luke. Here fantasy booking all of our uh, <laughs> right. top players here. <laughs> Luke, thanks for the phone call, man. You have yourself a merry Christmas. We appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Henry in Kansas City. What's up, Henry? Uh, what's up, guys? Yo, how are you doing? All right, doing um, fine, man. Go right ahead. Merry Christmas. So you guys were talking about how the uh, Chiefs are kind of like the Warriors. I'm kind of thinking that we're looking like the Cavs from the finals last year. <laughs> That's a better comparison. Hey! <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is LeBron, and everyone else is the rest of the team. I'm starting to, I like this. Everyone else is J.R. Smith. Anthony Hitchens is Tristan Thompson getting paid way too much Who is the to be way too average. Who is the J.R. Smith of the Chiefs? Oh, hold on, hold on. I got this. It's Steven Nelson. <laughs> It's that's Steven Nelson. It is Steven Nelson. Yeah, that's right. That's correct. <laughs> no, because J.R. Smith has had some moments when he's been good. J.R. Smith uh, loves himself. When he's been good. J.R. Smith loves himself some J.R. Smith. And anytime anything good remotely happens, even if the process is bad, he is celebrating. That is Steven <laughs> Nelson. J.R. Smith. Good years. I bet you Steven Nelson doesn't wear a shirt most of the time. <laughs> Henry, go ahead with the rest of your take, man. 
Oh, that was pretty much it. Thanks, guys. Hey, Best that, take ever. That who's, might be it. Who, who's Kevin the mic. Love? Hmm. Oh, uh, no, Sammy Watkins. No, no, Sammy no, no. Watkins. Sammy Watkins is Kevin Love. Oh, Talented, injured, overpaid. Dwayne Wade. No, it's, I'd say it's Kelsey. Dwayne Wade is someone old. Yeah, I was gonna say like Al. It's not Al, It's not Alan Bailey. Orlando Scandrick. No, no, because Orlando Scandrick Scand- ain't good. Yeah, Wade was good. But at Alan one, Bailey. At one, at, one, at one point in time, Dwayne Wade was a great basketball Eric player. Eric Berry. Sammy Watkins. Oh, Sammy Eric Walker. Berry. Dwayne Wade is Eric Berry. Yeah, that 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 that's. Oh, close this. Me. I'm so sad because I love this game. I tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> It's like, it's a sad reality. Because on the other hand, you'd be like, all right, who's Kevin Durant? Which one's Steph Curry? No, we're like, which one's Tristan Thompson? Who's, Ch- who's Channing Fries? Who's Matthew Who's going to be on another Della team next year? Dova. <laughs> Channing Fries. Oh, Dova Dova. Dova Dova Ch- is. The only, is, the, only is, the only problem with that is we're stuck with Hitchens. Channing Fries. Channing Fries gone. The Cavs are stuck with Tristan Thompson. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They, they, that poison pill of a contract. <laughs> Dan Sorensen <laughs> is Matthew Della Vadova. Grinder, because he's white. Della Vadova no. wasn't on the team that last year. He is oh, now, that's though. right. He yeah, is they, now. They traded him. Oh, they got him now, but last year they yeah. Quit with your facts, Chris. Derek Rose. Yeah. Hmm? Derek, Derek Rose. What t- Derek Rose is on, like, every team. Derek Rose is... That's Sammy. That's Sammy. That's Sammy. Watkins. Who's always broken? Yeah, that's Sammy. Who's always broken? <laughs> Can you be great? I'm so sad because he's, like, he's like elite, but he can't stay healthy. Let me get Leland up here who's been hanging out. Hold. What's up, Leland? Merry Christmas. Leland. Oh, we lost him. Oh, we lost Leland. Let's go to Mark and Lawrence. Mark, how's it going, buddy? Hey, how you doing, guys? Doing hey, okay. Hey, this probably won't be, you know, the... the most positive take, but as a frustrated Chiefs fan for 30-plus years, it gets it gets frustrating, and, and I understand everybody's frustration, but I want to ask you, going into tonight, we were, what, 30th overall in defense? Uh, I can look that up. That sounds about right. Sounds correct, yeah. And we were dead last against the run, right? Yes. So... I, you know, I sit here and listen to everybody question Andy Reid, who everybody agrees is one of the top three or four coaches in the league. Everybody's questioning him sure. after the game in hindsight. So I wonder, why are we questioning him now when he said, you know what? I mean, our defense was doing so wonderful all year that changing it up, it was just outrageously just a ridiculous decision to make when we were doing so good all year with the defense. I mean, it's yeah. a good point to bring up, Mark, because, I mean, it, it's, 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 in the, it's in the exact opposite of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It was completely busted, so they'll throw anything against the wall to see if it sticks. That being said, it's just an odd time to do it with guys well, who, have, who have played so little as opposed to veterans who have given – it will give in something. You know what? Like, I, I get what you're saying, and it's a fine point. You can't go with an unknown when you're trying to lock up the number one seed, I think is the point. Well, but I guess, and you said you said that it's an odd time to do it. I would argue that it's, and just hear me out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's the perfect time, I'm thinking, to do it because realistically, I, I understand. Sure, it'd be great if we could win. Obviously, rest your starters next week. I get all that. But realistically, going into tonight, who do you think we have the best chance of winning against at Seattle or home against Oakland? The, the, the answer is home against Oakland. So if you know that going in, that your best chance is next week, you know, and you, you may not give yourself that great of a chance to win tonight, so why not do it tonight when you know, you know what, if, it doesn't, if we don't pull it off tonight, 
you know, next week we, we should have in our back pocket. I think I would only argue, and I appreciate the point. It's a great sure. call. Thanks, Mark. I think I would only argue that that is what next week should be for. Like, get it done on Sunday, and then whatever you want to try, you try it in the meaningless game that Chad Henney's your starter. Now you can't even play your backups. Like, everyone that is half injured now has to play. You can't take a chance to next week. You can't. The Chiefs didn't know that they didn't need the Oakland game until the two hours between whenever Houston won. For what it's Houston worth, lost and the Chiefs won. For various wars, start playing. according to the star, it was going to start all season. I, not, well, that's, that's partially why I'm wondering. So it has like, nothing to do with Saturday night. The, the Seahawks game did not, like, it meant a lot once Houston lost. But even if, if the Chiefs had beat Seattle tonight, they couldn't go and rest their starters against, um, against Oakland unless Houston won. That is, that is actually true. Because... Um, they would have had. They would have. They would have been the two seed. They would have been the two seed if if Houston wins out and and the Chiefs beat Seattle and lose to Oakland. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's part of their decision. I, I, like, I like, maybe there's some just. Maybe that's part of Andy Wright's line. The thing is like this Seattle game. Unless Houston goes out and beats the Eagles, this game doesn't matter because they would have had to beat Oakland regardless. I don't know. I'm just I'm spitballing here, trying to understand what I mean, is going the, on. With at, the, at the end of the day, you just can't make that move and at least say that. If it is a different reason, and you want to, you have to say it at that point. But because you can't, you can't go on, you can't go after the game on the mic and say we're trying out new things in Week 16 with a chance to win the number one seed. But you also can't say, look, we have a better shot to beat. O-. Mark's point comes back. You can't go on the mic and say, look. We knew we had Oakland in our back pocket. Yeah, you can't say that. You can't say that on, on, on in the in front of the media because all of a sudden. But even even so, though, I know you're saying about billboard material. Isn't Oakland looking at this? If you're a grown man and you're a grown ass man, and you have mm-hmm. any pride at all? Isn't Oakland looking at this and saying they wait just saw that game as a waste game because they're playing us? Like that's what you want to create? Like, what are you guys doing? You have to play hard in the NFL though to win. Of and there's course. this whole billboard stuff. Like I don't get too much into that because Andy you gotta play hard. Andy, Andy does. You got I, uh, for maybe from a preparation standpoint, but you still got to go out and play hard on the field regardless of whether you, someone said something about you or not. And like that's the kind of thing is and, like I understand what you're saying. Andy Reid is always very careful to not put down or have any of his players put down, make any predictions, anything that they, that'll give the other team more incentive to win. I just don't get it. I don't think Andy Reid really cares what, what is said about him in the next seven days. And I think that's part of it. He, oh, no, he doesn't. The thing with, the thing with you know, we were talking earlier about the, how, how Brett Favre would get in trouble or Andy Reid would get in trouble for Brett Favre's mistakes because that's something Holgram does where he yells at his coaches and he blames the coaches for the players' performance. This is something Andy Reid carries with him, and he carries with him into Kansas City. I think Andy Reid, really, he's just out here holding himself accountable and taking all this blame and all this pressure onto him, and he doesn't really care whether or not you guys or me or anyone like disagrees with the fact nor- that he played Charvarius Ward. So it's just like, I don't think he's really thinking too hard about what answer he gives. Nor should he, and because at the end of the day, right, if he goes and wins next week and the Chiefs win the week after and the week after, that's that's Still get fine. a bye week. But can't. If there is an upset next week, if they lose in the first game they play in the postseason, at that point, people are going to be upset. And I, I people don't care. Like, he doesn't care now, 
But if you lose enough times in the first game, which the Chiefs have done almost every year, yeah. eventually it's not going to be good enough. Like people loved Andy Reid in, in, in 13 and 14 and 15 because it just was dismal for so long, and now you're a consistent player. But at a certain point, like, like you saw with the Kansas City Royals, at a certain point, making the playoffs was cool. You know what's really cool? Winning the World Series. Mm-hmm. I think Chiefs fans are going to want more eventually. And just saying that tonight, it just – if I'm a fan of this team, that doesn't sit well with me. I understand you're trying different things. But when you're going for the number one seed, that's not the time to try things. And if that's not the reason, you got to come out and tell you tell us what the real reason was. And if they don't go out and take care of business against the Raiders, he should be eviscerated. Because he went out and dinked around and, and toyed we'll around with some ideas and stuff against Seattle. We'll see. And I, I totally agree. He, he should get eviscerated, and we should be the ones doing it. Five, I'll do it. Five, seven, six, seven, six, ten. Let's go to David in Overland Park. What's up, David? Hey, how you guys doing? All right. Uh, I got a couple of quick things. Can, can people quit telling me how great a coach Andy Reid is? Any big situation in the game, he gets worked. Any big game, he gets worked. I don't see Andy Reid as some great Hall of Fame coach. And secondly, you know, guys talking about who's going to get paid. I can give you a quick list of people who can be cut to save money. <laughs> Robinson, Chris Conley, Demetrius Harris, Sorensen, Eric Murray, Parker should be gone. Oh, he's gone Nelson, for sure. Scandrick, Ragnus, and uh, Bob Sutton's not a player, but he definitely needs to be gone. Because most of those guys are backups. They're not starters, maybe special teams at best. But some guys, if those guys are playing major minutes on your defense, you are in big, big trouble. And uh, the, the last thing, everyone keeps talking about, I'm a lifelong Chiefs fan, but I'm a realist. Everyone keeps talking about number one seed, home field advantage. When in the heck has home field ever meant anything to the Chiefs in playoffs? Arrowhead has been nothing but a terror, just a house of horror for the Chiefs on during playoffs. Number one seed, uh, home field advantage means nothing to Arrowhead. No one, no other team is afraid to come in Arrowhead. That's, that's the biggest joke ever. The Chiefs have about six straight home playoff games, a record, NFL record. Arrowhead is held with no fear for other teams. You guys can speak on that. Appreciate it. I, I, thank you. I've said before on this show, Arrowhead Stadium and playing there in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. What matters is not having to go to Foxborough. Mm-hmm. What matters is not having to go to Houston. And in the first round buy of it, you'd rather get the free win than being the five seed and having to win four games instead of three. I mean, that's pretty simple math. Yeah. And the whole, I mean, he, he does bring a point about the history. The history does not matter. Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback now. So, yes, the Chiefs have been terrible at home in the playoffs, and they, you, you haven't seen a playoff home victory since Joe Montana. Well, the best quarterback to play since Joe Montana is on your team now. So all everything that you've heard about, you know, the, the, the backstory and, and the futility that Chiefs fans have experienced doesn't matter. Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback now. It's different. Everything is different now. Andy Reid is seventh all-time with one Super Bowl berth. He is surely... A first ballot Hall of Famer. It's easy. I mean, that, that, it, yeah, I mean, he's the ninth, ninth winningest head coach. He does have his flaws. I mean, if you want to point to two flaws, it, it's, it's clock management and then just playoff record. Aside from that, everything else checks out. He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think even if he w- doesn't win a Super Bowl, you would think that with Patrick Mahomes, at some point along the lines here, he'll get it done. Seventh all-time. 
Seventh all-time. Seventh all-time. Even, all better. Time. Even, Even better. better. He's climbing. He's moving up the list. The guy's climbing. Didn't he, move he, up tonight. He's four <laughs> wins away from Chuck Fact. Knoll, and he is 25 wins away from passing Curly Lambeau. Just st- unraveling stats before my eyes. I got more for you. We'll go over some of those. But first, let's go to Jake and Paolo. What's up, Jake? You're on 610 Sports Radio. Oh, gosh, guys. I'd ask you how you were doing, but I mean, <laughs> we're, we're all doing the same It's way. Christmas Eve. Uh, yes, but it is a Chiefs Christmas. As we, know. <laughs> we know how these things work. Santa's not coming to the heartland. I'm telling you, boys. Anyhow, well, this is kind of an unorthodox opinion. We're not even. I don't even want to talk about Andy Reid's PR tonight. That, <laughs> what he said in the press is just unbelievable. But it's kind of an unorthodox opinion. I, everybody wants to blame, you know, Bob Sutton, the defense personnel, and I do agree with all of those ideas, but. Now Andy knows the situation that we're in. He has to basically work with Pat, say, Pat, we're going to let you loose, okay? Every single down from kickoff to the last second, we have to just tr- score. Pedal to the middle. you got to try to score. No trying to run the ball off the first half to, quote-unquote, switch it up. We need to basically play every down and try to let Pat get, you know, 10, 15, 20 yards because no no game is safe unless we go to the fourth quarter with a 21-point 20, lead. I honestly believe that. The other thing I noticed, listen, go back and listen to Pat's uh, uh, interview tonight, the press, uh, press conference. Man, I, I finally heard a little bit of frustration in his voice. I think uh, he's, he's a professional. He's really good about you know not pointing any fingers. I think he gets that from Coach Reed. But listen to uh, what he was saying about everybody needing to be accountable, you know, ha- having this talk about the defense you can tell and and especially having to talk about how we need to extend drives aka not hand it off three times in a row man pat he knows he's got to take it over and i hope that andy gives him the reins otherwise we got no shot thanks guys thanks man appreciate it i don't think you'll ever see an nfl offense that doesn't try to run it to throw the other team off but i don't i like the idea earlier to couple with what jake had to say of go for it on fourth down because you can't trust your defense you just can't make every, especially from the, I don't know, the, your own 35 on. If you can't trust your defense and, you, and it's a fourth and one or a fourth and two, why not put the most exciting player in football, uh, you know, in the center spotlight? I, I agree with that. I think they probably will start leaning on Patrick Mahomes a little bit more in situations like that. They are probably going to, they're, they're in a situation now where they need to probably just say, I don't think lean. they I think they and should. I think they will. It'll be an insult I think they and they'll will. show Bob Sutton with that giant card that was upside down, blank, with snot coming out of his nose. And they'll be like, there's defensive coordinator Bob Sutton as they go for it on fourth down. They're not gonna, he's not going to do that to Bob Sutton. You know how the Chiefs and the way to beat them now is to play the possession game and keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands? The Chiefs almost need to play a possession game so that the defense is not on the field and they can't give up points. Like that's almost what it's coming down to. It's that it's reached a point You're of keeping that, your own defense off the field. Keep your own defense off the field because you know they're gonna give up plays. Oh, uh let's get to last call. It is brought to you by Lucas Wine and Spirits. Let's get uh, Tyler up. Tyler, your last call here on six ten sports radio. Hey guys, I'd love to say uh Merry Christmas. Uh oh. Oh. But um my question is, <laughs> even when the game was going bad, starting the young guys, why didn't Orlando Skandrick get put in the game at any point? I'm still kind of irritated about it. I listened to Andy's press conference. Would you like to hear it I'm again? Still, 
Yeah, I'd love to hear it again. I'm still confused why Orlando didn't get put in there in tough down situations. All right, let's go to the tape. Here's Andy Reid. Andy, what did you see from the outdoors that led you to yeah, I just it was a listen. It's a decision on my part. Um, just um, as a change up, give them an opportunity. They're, you know, they're uh, they've got good speed and ability. So um, I thought it'd be worth a shot there. So. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, they did some good things. I there you go. <laughs> That's why you wanted to try out the guys with with speed and with ability. Tyler, thanks, man. Uh, we got tons of audio to play for you, but that was Last Call, brought to you by Lucas Wine and Spirits Superstore with their newest location now open just west of Liberty at 152 in Flintlock next to Best Buy. Coming up, we're going to go inside the Chiefs locker room a little bit more from Andy Reid. Also, we'll hear from Sharkandrick West, Chris Jones, Charvarius Ward. Uh, also, on the sideline, we'll hear from Russell Bleeping Wilson. We'll do all that. We'll wrap it up next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big time players, make big time players. 610 Sports Radio. Mahomes at shoulder shake. Buys time. Fires on the run. West for the touchdown. Sarkandrick West got free. Mahomes with that little shake of the shoulders. Buying time. Steps up. It's West. It is, it is too bad that we have spent so much time being pissed off on the about the defense on this show because that throw was unflipping believable. I mean, Kent was squealing <laughs> like a, a 12-year-old going through puberty for like 10 minutes because of that throw. Yeah, it was absurd. I, I, I can't wait to talk about it this <laughs> week on arrowheadbrad.com. Shameless plug, but, but we uh, know, we're not, absurd. We didn't say a word about it because we're all mad at the defense and, all, and, and the loss, but... That throw was, I mean, he threw it spinning backwards off the wrong foot, and his elbow looked like, if I did that with my elbow, it would dislocate. He contorted his body and found a way to, like, found a passing angle and threw it accurately. Between two guys. Gave him some yak. Uh, gave Sharkhander Gross some yak. It was stupid. And he threw a phenomenal throw in the middle of the field to Travis Kelsey a few plays before that, too. Yeah, it really did. Stupid. Uh, that one goes to Sharkhandrick West, who was in the locker room, Still a confident guy despite the loss today. Oh, man, we've all seen some of the plays that Patrick has made this year. I mean, he's unbelievable. And, uh, a player's never dead when you got a quarterback like this. I mean, you know you always got to keep your head on the scoop. I mean, how I many touchdowns you know through the different guys? I'm just happy to be one of them. Yeah, another guy finds the engine. How have you been able to integrate so quickly? It's like you never missed a beat, like you were never gone. I, I'm saying that's the crazy thing. I don't, I don't work out for multiple teams. And to come back to a situation that I've been in for five years and and no, it's like, I mean, it's kind of like it worked out perfect. I mean, it's, it's, it's truly a blessing to be standing here with you guys. I know that Coach Reed always talks about energy givers. And I know that you, you do it. You do it at practice. You do it every day. You got a smile on your face. I want to ask you about Damian Williams and what he was able to do today, especially early in the game, provide that spark when it seemed like you guys needed it. Oh, man, we call Damian the crazy man, man. He always, <laughs> he always juiced up, man. But like I said, he runs hard. He's a, he's a great football player, but even a great brother. And, uh, and that's the thing about this team. And, we're not really down on this loss today because we, we know we're a family. We stick together. We're going to come back next weekend. We're going to put those hats and T-shirts on. Final question deals with next weekend. You have been in this league five mm -hmm. years. You've had T-shirts on, division title. Everything's right there in front of you. So let's ask how you handle it and this locker room handles it mentally to win that game and win the uh, AFC West. Man, after the game, we 0-0. We're going to go in. I mean, we're going to go in with this. This like a super, this our Super Bowl next weekend, and we're going to 
I'm going to put that hat and T-shirt on again. Then we're going to go on down the road and put that ring on. It's a confident man, Sharkhandrick West. Sharkhandrick West has never had a bad day. That guy's amazing. <laughs> I, I don't know. A lot of personality. What's wrong? What? How, how can he think he's going to put a ring on? I, love, I, I like him. I like his attitude. <laughs> how could you play that game and think you're going to put a ring on in a few weeks? What what do you want him to say? Not just hey, we're gonna, I know we're we have a very good chance to beat a terrible football team at home next week and have the one seed and have two home games to make it to the Super Bowl. What do you what, what do you think he was gonna say? They, they this team. Oh, okay, the pendulum has swung too far. Well, I know we're two hours removed from the game only, but good lord, guys, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football, and he's gonna have two playoff home games. To make it to a Super Bowl. How many Super Bowls has Aaron Rodgers won? One. one. He's been to one. How many times has Aaron Rodgers thrown 48 touchdowns in a season? Uh, zero. You zero. How many times? Patrick Mahomes is great, and I believe he's the MVP. A football team is not made up of one player. Every, every game, and I'm not saying this is Mahomes' fault, every big game in prime time this year, the Chiefs have lost. That's real. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a downer. I, I, just the truth. I understand. But it's also, it's like, I'm saying, how could it's you not get like on, you got to go win six games. How could you get on a microphone and be like, oh, we're definitely going to get a ring. You haven't won one big game yet. Win one big game. Beat the Raiders next week. Let's, let's start with that. Let's beat the Oakland Raiders because you have to now. Oh, okay. We are, we're starting at square one now. That's square negative one. They're going to, they're going to be double digit favorites next week. They were double-digit favorites two weeks ago when they went there one by seven. I understand. They that were, was coming off the Kareem Hunt thing. They two were, days after. They, they were double-digit. They were favorites tonight. They haven't recovered from the Kareem Hunt thing. They haven't recovered from that yet. I don't want to go there again. <laughs> Let's hear from Chris Jones. Man had another sack and another NFL record tonight on the defensive side of the ball. And do that. What is your perspective on the defensive performance tonight? What do you think ultimately made the difference? We all just got to get better. We all, all phases of the game. We got to get better. Uh, we're going to find a way. We're going to find a way to get better. Um, we still control our own destiny. Um, we'll finish this last game strong. What made Russell Wilson and Chris Carson so focused? Um, Russell Wilson, um, very hard to bring down. Uh, got out of some great tackles tonight. Uh, this is what he does.
like you guys get closer to the players? No concern. Um, we just got to find a way to get better. I think we're going to get better. We're going to fix the problem. Uh, we're going to be ready for Sunday for the Raiders. Chris, on those third downs, those third downs, you guys get back. Is there a common thread that you see a common denominator between those? It's no common denominator. Um, Russell Wilson um, scrambled through the pocket, broke a couple of tackles, made some good throws. What was Hill's message to you after this one? We just got to get it together um, as a team, all phases of the game. So we're going to look at film, see what we can correct, and uh, prepare for the Raiders. It was Chris Jones. He mentioned Russell Wilson a whole bunch. Let's hear from the signal caller from the Seahawks. He spoke on NBC right after the win. Russell, you start the season 0-2. Everyone says this is a rebuilding year for Seattle, and yet here you are. You're back in the playoffs. What was the essential ingredient to the progression of this season? It's not complicated. It's just hard work. You know, it's just hard work. It's just belief. Uh, every guy in this team believed, no matter what the circumstances were. We talk about having great faith. We talk about thinking big, believing big. Uh, guys just making plays. We had so many great young guys just stepping up to the plate. Guy, you know, next guy up, next guy up. It, it was remarkable. And when it comes down to it, crunch time, guys like Doug making plays. You know, guys like Tyler Lockett. You know, um, it was a great game. And we knew we had to battle throughout the season. It's a journey. And we're still not done yet. We've got a lot more to do. Your offensive line was banged up. You still rush for 200 yards plus, And you mentioned your receiver. Lockett and Baldwin. Yeah. How would you characterize what they did for you tonight? They're unbelievable. They're as good as it gets in the game. And uh, they made plays when they needed it. You know, uh, you know, it, it's easy to make your layups and stuff like that. Those guys always do that. Uh, but when, it, when it's crunch time, that's where you figure out who's who. And uh, we know what we got. We got Doug. We got Tyler. Those guys are special. And they're, and they're, and they're ballers. So they make plays. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you, guys. Go Hawks. You know, it's amazing. With the, they for two, ran for 247 yards with a very banged up offensive line what would have happened had their starters been there all across the offensive line 350 their starters are much better so <laughs> they have a terrible group there just terrible they're starters for a reason uh, that they shouldn't be but i get what you're saying i uh i'm happy that we have sharkandrick swanson in the room with right us, it's a man kind of... positivity <laughs> I, mean, I mean you would i mean i thought that the uh the, the lipstick on the pig was was coming up tomorrow morning to Infesco and Kling get back on the air. Yeah, you would. I mean, listening to you, you think they would have? They would have won this football game. Guys, Binks it's Christmas. It is Christmas. What's that? What's that, Chris? Jay Binkley's going to be on tomorrow. Oh, Mister Sunshine and Rainbows, Binkley in, in the uh, in for Fesco and Kling coming up tomorrow. Well, all right. Well, guys, we always ask before we get out of here. What did you learn tonight? Pete Sweeney, I can't wait to hear what you learned tonight <laughs> about this loss, about this Chiefs team following this loss. I think when you have an opportunity to clinch the number one seed overall, you have to play your young guys and just see what you got. I think every time, <laughs> 10 times out of 10. That's all I got to say about that. Kent, what did you learn about uh, the Kansas City Chiefs tonight? That the Chiefs are going to be playing their third straight hat and t-shirt game. Got a lot of them. They do. Love you guys. You Merry too, Christmas. man. Merry Christmas, Kent. Merry Christmas to Pete. Merry Chris, Christmas. Chris, our producer, Merry Christmas to you. I don't know who was on the other side of the glass cutting up all of our audio, but we appreciate his help. Nick. As, thanks, Nick. you the man. Merry Christmas. Hey, thank you so much for listening. We will, be, we will be back on the air on Sunday. That game has been moved to the second game of the day because TV wants ratings. For all the guys, have a Merry Christmas and have a great week. I'm Mike Wicked. Good night. 
Chris in the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Coverage continues with articles, pictures, video, and interviews on arrowheadpride.com and 610sports.com. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. Smart.